we recording? We're recording, dude. All right. Live as can be. All right, Dalton. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, man. Um, well, my name is Dalton. I live in Dubuque, Iowa. I, what about myself? I'm kind of an artist. <laughs> yeah. Feels weird to kind of call yourself that, but an artist, thinker, mm-hmm. uh, not, and. So what got thinker. you into uh, like psychedelics? Like when, when was your first experience and then how did it kind of split off from there? Um, so psychedelics, I was always kind of interested in it, mainly that probably started in high school more mm-hmm. or less. I think a lot of people end up getting interested in that around the high school era, that time frame, um, became more interested in that, heard it more pushed through culture, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. part of like a drug culture wave and a lot of ways, smoking marijuana, other things like that, all things that I enjoy still. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I experimented with probably psilocybin first mm. was the, um, first psychedelic I did. And then kind of going from there, I'm no expert, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm, and I'm no really real experienced psychedelic psychonaut. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, I haven't yep. done a lot of things, you know, and I even, I've kind of pumped the brakes on taking a lot of things. I'm mm-hmm. not huge on taking them all the time yeah. or mm-hmm. extremely. Um, but, uh, definitely things I enjoy and ways I've learned to kind of expand your consciousness or Mm -hmm. say, find your soul or spirituality, the kind of larger questions or, and just how to become a better human being. Yeah. And do you think psychedelics are a good way to, uh, kind of explore your consciousness more or are there, are there better ways to do that or can psychedelics just be used in moderation in that sense? Um, I think that psychedelics can be a great way to do it. Um, but they can also do harm Mm -hmm. depending on the way that you approach them. Mm -hmm. And it it depends on what you would determine a psychedelic. I think taking it in in a sacred setting with a leader or a shaman or a guide and respected way, you know, can really lead to insights in your life Mm -hmm. that you may have stumbled upon later on, but it may have taken a lot longer to come to those realizations. Mm -hmm. But I do think they can help a lot. They've helped me a lot personally. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think they're going to just give you the answers Mm -hmm. right to your face. They're not going to just solve all your problems by Mm -hmm. taking it, but it'll, it can show you and give you a lot of insight about yourself that you may not have gotten otherwise Mm -hmm. things that I've gotten that way. For sure. So you mentioned the environment is a big factor of if it's a good trip or not, right? Is also dosage and like uh, mindset going into it important? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All those things are super important. Um, environment's extremely important. A lot of people <coughs> that I know that experience psychedelics, first time, first experience it like maybe at a festival or mm-hmm. at some sort of music event of some kind. Mm-hmm. And I've done that before and that's nice. And I, it's enjoyable and it has its place, but if you, I think if you really want to utilize it for terms of self-discovery, it's best to do it personally with a guide of some mm-hmm. kind, a shaman or mm-hmm. someone who has experience doing it in the past and mm-hmm. someone that can help you and guide and guide in that way. Mm-hmm. That's how I think you can get the most, most from it. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that uh, it could potentially be dangerous. Do you think there is potential dangers to it? 
for sure. Yeah, I think there's uh, dangers to everything, man. It's Bert stepping on your cord here, my <laughs> dog. Um, I do think it can be dangerous for sure. Um, I mean, you're putting yourself in, you're taking something that's going to affect your consciousness in mm -hmm. a way that's going to make you maybe not as aware of your surroundings. I think it can possibly lead to a really like, if you can kind of get stuck in a negative loop inside your head, mm -hmm. you know, if there's things that maybe are coming up in your thoughts or something that you don't want to look at and it kind of like keeps coming over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And say you're doing that by yourself or you're at a group and a music place and it's crowded and there's a bunch of people and you don't feel very safe or because mm -hmm. it does bring crowded. up trauma sometimes right it definitely can bring up trauma mm -hmm. i mean it brings up things that are just inside of you mm -hmm. you know and the, if those things are there mm -hmm. um it can it can be really challenging mm -hmm. you know so you really want to make sure you feel safe yeah and and guided and helped and mm -hmm. not alone and so there's many stories of people like saying they've had a psychedelic experience and like they've kind of went on a new path in life and stuff like that. And they're very inspired from it. But there's also stories of like, uh, some people saying they have like psychotic breaks from taking psychedelics. So what, yeah, what brings about that is completely subjective. Is it just the way you do it? Well, I'm not sure. And I think there it's something that's not necessarily maybe very well understood. And I don't think psychedelics are, you know, for everybody either. Mm -hmm. They can be challenging, but you can get stuck in that, kind of negative loop mm -hmm. over and over uh, and your thoughts. And if you can't break free of that, it can, it can just be challenging. It's really challenging if I, cause I've been there uh, before, you know, and I've had times that were not comfortable. I wouldn't say any time on a psychedelic ever has been that mm -hmm. comfortable, but that's also not why you take it. Yeah. Um, is it more for insight than it is for feeling comfortable or, getting a pleasurable experience. Oh, for sure. It's, yeah. it's the exact opposite of a pleasurable yeah. experience. Nine, 99% of the time, mm. you know, like ayahuasca is probably one of, that's the one that I like the most and have probably, I haven't had the most experience. I've taken other things more than that, but. Mm. So you've done psilocybin had, mushrooms and ayahuasca. Is there any other ones that you've done or? Um, well, it depends if you'd like MDMA, I wouldn't consider a psychedelic. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done LSD. I've done, um, tried to do different types of, um, mescaline mm -hmm. before. I haven't had a lot of success with that, but do really recommend that. Uh, I've, I've heard great things, so I can't say I, I personally recommend it, but mm -hmm. That's what I probably have the most experience with. Or, the masculine one? Or no, is um, ayahuasca. Oh, but gotcha. Those substances, LSD and mushrooms. Mm -hmm. and so have ayahuasca. You, have you? No, I have not. <laughs> yeah, you've never done any psychedelics? I am more just interested in just learning about the experience because I'm studying psychology in school uh -huh. and philosophy. So it's just very interesting to see how what the possible therapeutic uses of it are. Right. And I know it has a, like, just drugs in general just have a bad rep on the street or something like recreational, but I feel like any sort of drug is made for medicine and it has a medicinal property to it. Yeah. If it's natural. Yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely agree to that. I think there are, you know, a lot of psychedelics or ayahuasca or other things a lot of people don't like to call drugs. I don't really like to call it a drug either. I think there's drugs in mm -hmm. medicine and I don't think, 
you know, not all drugs are medicine and not all medicine are drugs. Yeah. You know, I think mm-hmm. those things are kind of interwoven and I think calling it a drug can put kind of a bad yeah. stigma on it, but mm-hmm. in a way it can, it cannot be, a, it can be used harmfully. Yep. You know, that's why that. And there uh, needs to be more research into it and mm-hmm. see the potential risks. Like I know, mm-hmm. uh, mushrooms and LSD, like the addiction potential is very low. I've, I've heard. Yeah. Once you take it, you're like, I don't want to take it. Yeah. It's not something that you really want to take again the next day because yeah. it's, it's challenging. It's hard and you often feel sick or ill and, mm-hmm. you know, it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you want to always drive towards. Mm-hmm. Do you think you ever take a psychedelic? Uh, that's a hard question, but maybe in a controlled setting, I think like even in like a like a sacred setting or yeah. or a medical setting, you yeah. know, who knows where the future of mushrooms will be in the future and like how yeah. how we'll be using them. I, I just need to know the the risks and the benefits and yeah, yeah, definitely. Man, I wish there were spots that we could take it and experience it more and like say with your therapist or something mm-hmm. of that nature. I I would love to do that. Yeah, I Ca- would. California just uh, started like are is the first state to like start advocating for psychedelic therapy and it's yeah. kind of spreading but it's just originating in California right. right now. Have you heard of MAPS? I think that's where it comes from. Yeah, but, MAPS yeah. is a I think it's called multiplinary multiple multiple dis, disciplinary association of psychedelic studies. Mm-hmm. I masquerade that word, but that's who's seems to be leading a lot of the psychedelic research. I know they've done mm-hmm research on mushrooms uh, um, mushrooms a big one was with cancer patients mm. and their fear of death or fear of depression and different mm. sorts of notes on healing depression or mm. combating it with and you know taking it with your therapist or kind of ketamine was another and I've heard thing. a lot of benefits for PTSD too yeah I think any sort of like trauma mm-hmm whether that's something that you witnessed or something that you maybe put yourself in with your own negative voices or kind of thought patterns, similar thought patterns that you can kind of go down. And I've kind of watched videos of like how a psychedelic therapy is done. And like, so the person that has this trauma takes a, like a psychedelic and then like a therapist is by their side, like talking them through it and uh-huh. like helping them. So they feel very safe and guided, kind of. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so amazing. I yeah. wish I could do that. I would do that every month, mm-hmm. you know, or at least I'd like to think I would, but uh, I would I would definitely. Do you think it just kind of like breaks down your walls and like even like your subconscious is more to the to the forefront? Is that what yeah, it's about? Yeah, or? I think so. You know, I'm not the best person to. Yeah. I'm not the most experienced, so I can only kind of relate based on my experiences. Mm-hmm. As I guess anyone can, but I'm no teacher, or healer, or shaman. But mm-hmm. I def it'll definitely break down your walls, you know. And it, mm-hmm. each psychedelic works a little bit differently. And I think, you know, each kind of has their own spirit that can mm-hmm. kind of guide and some help mm-hmm. you more than others. Some things are there to help <clears throat> you. Can you more uh, so than kind of explain others? just in short terms? You don't have to go into the full stories, but just like what each of those that you did, like what the differences were, or like the, the unique moments that you've kind of experienced in, in each one? Sure. Um, well, I think probably the biggest ground, the one that I had the most recently, 
I started microdosing psilocybin mushrooms mm. pretty regularly. So I, do, I take it for four days on, three days off, and I take 0.1 of a gram. So mm. it's a very small dose, not really even recognizable. Mm. Say a normal dose, you could start to feel some slight effects probably around like 1.7 grams, mm. you know, and then you have like a pretty kind of blast offy experience around three or four grams and i'm taking a tenth of one gram yeah so, so microdosing like i've heard people just like grind it up into a smoothie and you can't even like like you don't have really a psychedelic trip but it's just no, more nothing you you really you if i didn't know i took it i mm -hmm. would have no idea yeah but i did know i took it and i the i think the therapeutic way the experience that i had recently over the last year, I was kind of battling a little bit of like depression, anxiety mm -hmm. experiences. And I definitely had some suicidal thoughts. And I've never had suicidal thoughts before. Mm -hmm. But I understand it a lot deeper now from that experience. And I had this thought pattern that would happen over and over again, where I would like, okay, well, I don't want to live anymore or something mm -hmm. like that. Like I like everything hurts inside of me right now. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to escape from that. And then the escapes, well, I could kill myself, which is dark and twisted, mm -hmm. but that's a thought that I had. And I played out in my mind that I would just like grab a knife and go to my wrist and slit my wrist. Mm -hmm. And that would be it. And every time that would come in, it would kind of play over and over and over. And it was mm -hmm. this loop that would always come on and I would get really, over time, I got really scared of that. Mm -hmm. Anytime that thought would come in, I'd try and run away as fast as possible. Mm. I'd find a distraction. I wouldn't allow that thought to like come in my brain because it seemed to take control over me as a person, and mm -hmm. I didn't trust myself. Yeah. So like, I got to get out of the house. I can't think that thought. I can't think that thought. I can't think that thought. Like, get as far away from that as possible. Mm. And then I started doing these mushrooms more often, and kind of had more creative thoughts. But one morning i woke up and i think this is in relation to kind of having other psychedelic experiences and being open to say having a vision or hearing other things talk to you or mm -hmm. things that are hard to explain until you've experienced them impossible really to explain mm -hmm. and i had a thought of that same like i'm gonna go get a knife i don't want to do this anymore but then there was just a voice in my head that what i know it wasn't me talking it was like no 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 stop 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 mm -hmm. running Go into it. Go farther. Keep going into the vision. Like, play it out. Play out doing mm -hmm. it. Play on out. And I, like, saw it, and I had this knife in my hand and my thought, and then I just, like, kind of looked at it, and the knife just disappeared, like, kind of mm -hmm. evaporated into the air. Mm -hmm. And I looked at both my hands, and everything was okay. I, like, pictured giving myself a big hug. Mm -hmm. Kind of, like, just rubbed my wrist where I was thought, and then I, like, uh, it was like, go farther, keep going. And I walked into my living room. I looked around. I walked outside. There were some friends outside. And I think personally, the mushrooms had a really good experience on healing that mm. because I don't think I would have came to that thought or that conclusion or to keep going, to go farther into it, that push mm -hmm. without taking that. It so, sounds like anything with trauma is kind of just like a loose end that needs to be like repaired and like this makes you confront it fully and bring it full circle so that it's completely restorative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. You know, and I, 
I think it's possible to do those things, say through therapy. Mm-hmm. I, I think that could have definitely helped at that time, but mm-hmm. I was not seeing a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me tackling that by myself, mushrooms were the biggest help. Like I, I sign their praise mm. for that. It's interesting. I, I read something in a book called Why We Sleep. I forget. Oh, the oh, author's I, Matthew I Walker. I love that. I've been reading that yeah, recently. It's, it's <clears throat> nuts, yeah. dude. It's so crazy <laughs> how much, how important it is. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. sleep. And in that book, uh, he talks about how uh, PTSD, people with PTSD, they have these night terrors and they're they're not like completely finishing their dreams and that's why they wake up like frightened and everything but like REM sleep is a way to like combat like PTSD but you need to finish your dream mm-hmm. and it's constantly keeps getting cut short just with the terror mm-hmm. so like and I and I've noticed like DMT is released in your brain during REM sleep so mm-hmm. I think these like hallucinogenic property and uh, sorry DMT is a an hallucinogenic compound right yeah it's a it's a simple molecule that's yeah. produced Naturally, um, in our brains. Naturally, yeah. And they say in your well, they don't know if it's pineal gland in the humans, mm-hmm. but they expect it in your lungs, and mm-hmm. it's produced in a lot of spots in your body. Yeah. Yeah. So these seem to be like kind of like a, a subconscious dream, whatever you want to call it. But once we're dreaming, it is a restorative for like these subconscious traumas. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. They say like you're heal. You really get healed in your sleep. Yeah. You know, physically mm-hmm. and emotionally. Yeah. And I didn't really realize that as deeply until that book yeah yeah it's like oh like the term sleep on it yeah you know what i mean why don't you take a night and sleep on it actually really helps you process Mm -hmm. those thoughts more subconsciously through sleep and your your brain does that and it's so crazy how powerful our own minds and sleep and these things that we don't really understand. So you've taken ayahuasca and you had to travel to Peru for that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done that twice. Wow. So what was that experience like? Like, how did you, how did you get a hold of that? Like whatever, like shaman, right? Yeah. So I found out through podcasts, you know, wow. just like what we're on now. Um, Aubrey Marcus was probably the one main person. He mm-hmm. was also on Joe Rogan mm-hmm. along with Amber Lyon. They kind of had like a series mm-hmm. of people on that experienced ayahuasca at that time that uh, just kind of captivated me and pushed me to look into retreat centers and different places to go. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going to the same place I heard about in the podcast, which is called Spirit Quest. Mm. Um, that's It's biopark.org if anyone want to check that out. Um, but yeah, you, you go to Peru, you do a cleanse beforehand. They call it Daita, very mm-hmm. important. You get off any... No alcohol, no stimulants, very bland diet, no spice. Mm. <clears throat> How long do you have to do that for? Uh, they recommend, from what I recall, they recommend two weeks mm. beforehand. Any antidepressants, you definitely need to get off. Mm. Uh, so go into a very pure state pretty much before you yeah, encounter it. clean it up. Clean mm. it up. They say you got to make a nice home for Mother Ayahuasca is how they kind of yeah. describe it. And so... Keep going. Yeah. You, you, said, you mentioned Mother Ayahuasca. Like mm-hmm. I've I've heard DMT like uh, videos and stuff like that, and people yeah. say you encounter this Mother Ayahuasca or DMT beings. Yeah. Like, does that happen every time? No. No. Just no. for some people. Yeah. A lot of times you can take it, nothing happens. Okay. It's elusive. 
It's elusive, but you do. Can you ever take it and go to the place and never see anybody or, like, beings or anything? I don't think you go to a place. Yeah. Um, it comes in and out. It's really hard. To, it's hard to really wrap your mind around until you kind of try, try it or try something similar. But I definitely got a sense in, that there was another being there mm -hmm. or beings or spirits, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call them. Mm -hmm. And they're there to help me. Mm -hmm. And they were like helping me with my body mm -hmm. and helping me with my thoughts. And I see them in front of me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you get a lot of visionary tales in ayahuasca. You know, mm -hmm. I have a lot of those tales, too. But a lot of those kind of break down to think that it's a really visionary experience. And mm -hmm. it's not. Mm -hmm. It's a feeling experience in your body, in your heart. Mm -hmm. It's very bodily, right? Definitely bodily. So mm -hmm. ayahuasca, the way I was <clears throat> told about it is that it's going to um, take out all of the bad in you and leave all the good. Mm -hmm. And it's not pleasant, you know. Most of the time taking that out involves purging. Mm -hmm. So you take that out and um, you're puking a lot. You know, you could have diarrhea any way. But it feels oddly really good mm. yeah uh, I've heard people like puke and like roll around and stuff <laughs> is that true or mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that can definitely happen and so I mean I could kind of break it down from yeah. the beginning if you know hopping on a plane going to Peru Peru is where ayahuasca originated and originated in the Amazon rainforest as mm -hmm. well, so I shouldn't say Peru <clears throat> so you go and I flew into the city called Iquitos well first Lima and then you fly into Iquitos which is not accessible by road because it's in the middle of the Amazon and it's mainly flooded so it's by boat or plane once you get into there you go into a pretty much a two hour boat ride through the Amazon up into this retreat that you're staying at for probably 10 days and it's beautiful it's a beautiful mm -hmm. retreat and the Amazon in my opinion is not something to be scared of Everyone's mm. like, oh, you got to take all these vaccines. You got to do anything. The bugs are going to be crazy. It was amazing. Mm. It was comfortable. Wow. It was cozy. The mm. bugs were not bad at all. Mm. They're almost worse here some nights. Mm. Summertime nights, dude. But so you go there, you help brew the ayahuasca with the shamans mm. that help. And they it's sacred in a lot of ways. Are there a lot of ingredients in it? Um, each shaman has their own brew. Mm -hmm. There's the ayahuasca vine. Um, and then there's a couple plants. I can't remember the name of the one main plant that a lot of people use, but it breaks down this inhibitor in your stomach. So it allows you to absorb the DMT through your stomach. Mm. And there's other plants that they put into that are equally as important. And they say, call in other spirits mm. to help. And at first I'm like, call in other spirits, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know. Anytime someone would bring up spirits, in my life in the past, it's like they're kind of like a little woo-woo-y. Yeah. It's like I can only but handle. psychedelics, they have a very religious origin. Like Hinduism, they have scriptures in like uh, one of the Vedas, mm -hmm. or Rig Veda it's called. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's basically an entire chapter about Soma, which is a hallucinogenic beverage that they worshipped pretty yeah. much as a god. <laughs> it's your gateway. And it's Soma means body. And I, f I find like the contrast between religion and it's like the body is like mm -hmm. the oneness of everything. Mm -hmm. So There's definitely these tools, mm -hmm. you know, and I think psychedelics in a lot of ways are tools. 
mm. that can help you with that. And they'll get you there in a hurry. You know, mm. while maybe you can get there without them, it's going to take you fast, mm. faster. But so you go back and they make this brew. They call in these spirits and to help make the brew. You cleanse it. You really set your intention, which is a really important part of taking ayahuasca, setting the intention of what you want to gain from your experience there. And you, there was four ceremonies that you'd end up going through that, through those ten days. And um, so, first ceremony, first one I ever took ever, you know, you drink it. It's in, it's guarded and taken in this kind of like maloka they call it. There was a group mm-hmm. of probably eighteen of us, mm-hmm. and there's four shamans at this point in time that would kind of help guide it three or three to four and you take it at night you don't eat all day you f- pretty much fast you eat breakfast in the morning then you have to fast all day before you take it mm. and you go up and they call your name and you go up to the altar that they set the mesa and they kind of like give you a look down you know just mm-hmm. kind of read you a little bit and they hand they pour you a cup and you you drink it and it tastes like muddy burnt coffee with mm. like fire ant dude it's awful and it gets harder and harder to coffee drink that doesn't sound t- too bad no 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 <laughs> the worst coffee ever dude burnt <laughs> muddy do you just take one sip coffee. or do you just chug the whole thing <laughs> no i chugged the whole thing oh. no you have yeah you can't oh, okay. just take well you can you can take as much as you want but you should drink the cup mm-hmm. and uh you take it you sit back down and then they start singing what's called ikaros and Ikaros are a sacred song that they say could to help invite the spirits into the room. Mm. And they say Ikaros is on. I think Ikaros are almost just as important or equally as important as the ayahuasca itself. Mm. I'd say, I'd say the location and the state and the shamans that you work with and the Ikaros and all of that is 60% of your experience. Mm. And ayahuasca is 40. Maybe I'm a little biased, but just taking ayahuasca, if I were to do it alone in my living room now, would, in my opinion, not be anywhere near as beneficial or as healthy or as powerful as taking it there mm-hmm. in, a, in a sacred spot. Do you think um, that, well, they talk about a lot about spirituality with psychedelics. Do you think there actually is like some supernatural connection or is it mainly just a mental phenomenon that is expressed through you? Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I can't say for sure one way that I know yes or no, but I personally believe that, yes, there is definitely a spiritual connection of some kind. And beforehand, I might I was a little leery Mm -hmm. on that. I was like, I don't really know. You know, I think I don't really like religion in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I feel it's very forceful and maybe not the most pure thing. But then after you take some ayahuasca, <laughs> those opinions might change. <laughs> you know, you can be met with beans, which people say it's more vivid than real life. I disagree. I no. think it's very faint. Uh, it's okay. very, very faint. Mm. People describe the visions, and when I was Maybe first pure looking, DMT. even pure DMT, I can't speak. I just I don't know. Yeah. I've never done pure mm-hmm. DMT. I've done ayahuasca, which contains DMT, but the visions are very faint, mm. and you really have to. The visions are very faint and your mind is very loud. Mm. So you really have to be able 
to quiet your mind and quiet your thoughts and calm down that that ego. Mm-hmm. Your brain is not your friend when it comes to mm-hmm. ayahuasca or any psychedelic mm-hmm. in that opinion. It kind of your heart space, living through your heart is kind of important. That's mm-hmm. that was really hard for me to understand. Still is kind of hard for me to understand, but until I took ayahuasca mm-hmm. and it turns up all the sensitivity in your body. Everything mm-hmm. becomes a lot more sensitive and interconnected and would you say that you had a higher sense of self or was your sense of self like lowered and did you feel like you were like a part of everything or far higher, far higher, higher than it's ever been higher than I even know is possible. Like a higher sense of self. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Inside of, you know, I could feel every part of my body deeper Mm -hmm. than I've ever felt it ever in my life. It becomes, you become so hypersensitive to Mm -hmm. anything inside your body and anything energetically, maybe Mm -hmm. things that you're feeling, things in the room that's why i also set and setting it really heightens your senses have you smoked weed before <laughs> a few times <laughs> do you i think with weed sometimes it can heighten your sentence senses mm-hmm. and i think that's why a lot of times even me personally and other people i don't like it mm-hmm. and cause you to kind of like panic and yeah, cause yeah. a little bit of this um I'm more of a beer guy marijuana is not my first choice but <laughs> right right um and I, I think ayahuasca does that to a lot. It, it makes you extremely sensitive and sensitive mm-hmm. in ways that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. Sensitive maybe into in what I think or was shown at the time, other dimensions, other spirits, other entities, mm-hmm. things, other place, things, whatever you want to call them, spirits, places they live that I'm not quite sensitive to feeling. Mm-hmm. A sense of maybe love for myself or other people that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. quite sensitive enough to feel you. It's easy to get kind of bogged down mm-hmm. in those sensations during normal life. And that kind of can help bring it back for me a little bit. It's hard to say if we'd ever know if it was supernatural or not, if it was just like a very vivid hallucination or stuff like that. Like you hear yeah, people talk right. about religious visions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And like, is it all a product of our mind or is it actually an external force acting upon us? It's very hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think we'll ever be able to tell. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but at the same time, nor do I think you need to, you know, you can. But the fact that we're dealing with like our traumas and things that are actually in our subconscious, I feel like it would be easy to say that it's just a like a way of restoring things that are already in your mind. And like you never really experience something that's outside of your mind. Kind of it's always about your trauma and your your life. But I don't know. That's Mm -hmm. just a theory. Yeah, I I can kind of relate to that, you know. Um, but ayahuasca, in my opinion, will help, help me learn so Mm -hmm. much about those traumas and being okay with those things. And Mm -hmm. even the world at whole, you know, and it wouldn't make a difference either way. It helps someone. So that's the only, just do things that help you and help other people. And that's (laughs) it. Whether that's ayahuasca, whether that's religion, whether Mm -hmm. that's any way you want to believe it, Yep. you know, for the good of all is really the, Mm -hmm. nothing's for everybody, but just find what makes you a better person make makes yeah. you more loving yeah but i in my personal experience while i wouldn't recommend ayahuasca to everybody i think for the ones that's right it's thousands really? of years of therapy overnight yeah. like it's a connection to things that i've n- mm. couldn't respond or couldn't explain or couldn't even comprehend and even though mm-hmm. existed until i took it mm. a spirit a force a source anything you want to call those things. What was your sense of like space and time? Did you feel like there was a sense of timelessness or like 
vast space? How is that like? I'm just mm. trying to gauge like the altered state of consciousness yeah. space. So it comes and goes, you know, mm-hmm. ayahuasca can kind of like, I always knew where I was. Mm-hmm. I always knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I always could come back to a regular thought process. That was just me, mm-hmm. you know, normal. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here in Peru and the Maloka. I came here to do this. Mm-hmm. I feel fine. I feel good. I feel completely normal. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go farther, you kind of have to like peel back these layers of an onion a little bit mm-hmm. and keep going farther. And kind of the farther you go, the more your mind, my mind, doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Your mind wants control. It wants to see things. It doesn't understand. Did it feel like things were outside of your control, like you couldn't like control this the experience very well? or? Yes, uh, kind of. But yeah, mm-hmm. surrender is your friend. Mm-hmm. If you can't surrender... And fear just, probably kind of takes hold. Fear takes hold, and it it goes deep, and it can be really hard and challenging. It mm-hmm. can be extremely hard and challenging. Fear took hold in almost every single one ceremony that I've ever ta- ever mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. and I've felt our fight or flight responses are mm-hmm. pretty strong, and our desire to for our bodies to mm-hmm. survive is strong, mm-hmm. and where that like spirit aspect of me is in my opinion, disconnected from my body. I wonder if fear is always a bad thing because, like, confronting a fear is a good thing, you know? Yeah, confronting a fear is a good thing, like a tr- uh, trauma or something that you have. I think fear is great. Mm-hmm. Fear is just telling you, hey, here's a danger. Yeah. I'm trying to live. Yeah. It's just a vo- you like, mm-hmm. watch out, watch so out. respect every emotion. I mean, that's hot, it, that's cool, you yeah. know, be safe. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a predator over there, maybe there's not, but... I feel in a lot of ways that can take hold in ways that just aren't beneficial, mm-hmm. you know, stage fright, something like that, you know, other ways people can fear doing anything, fear taking, taking a chance, fear of, you know, talking to somebody, talking to a new person, mm-hmm. you know, there's ways where fear is useful, but also ways where it's not. Mm. And finding that balance is good. And whether, you know, that's just a, something that everyone has to learn to deal with is Mm. how you can handle fear. You know, you really don't want to let it control your life. Mm. Are you pretty optimistic about uh, a possible like legalization of psychedelics in the U S I'm hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hopeful. I feel like weed will be first and then probably psychedelics next. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And I hope so. I think they can be such a great tool to Mm -hmm. help people. And myself personally get over depression and anxiety or and become more interconnected with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I've it's the only tool that I know of that could really work personally that worked personally with me mm-hmm. that quickly, that overnight like change. Mm-hmm. There was pre taking for me mainly pre taking ayahuasca, mm-hmm. then there's post taking ayahuasca. Mm. And that's a definite big change like rite of passage almost and a huge change just a huge change in the fact of of Mm self-love you know what i mean i would also often yeah how has your vision of yourself and of others changed from the experience oh oh, man (laughs) uh i love i you you love people more Mm -hmm. and love is kind of a weird word but i've learned i learned to truly Mm like love and forgive and help and care for myself. Mm. I've, I was never 
maybe not never able to do that, but I'm very self-critical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm always striving for more, 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 more mm. um, to become just better at something. Mm-hmm. I love that aspect. But the thing with ayahuasca or other psychedelics that helped me learn that is that you can just love yourself without having to do those things. You know, it's mm-hmm. especially in culture today, I still find myself getting caught in that, you know, like I need to do this to feel loved. I need to, mm-hmm. you get praised if I did really good at, at school or mm-hmm. I did really good in a sporting event. And that's when I get my love. I, I mm-hmm. get my love and my gratification when I do things that are good. Mm-hmm. And when I succeed at things, that's, and that's a voice that can kind of come into myself. You know, I'm not good enough unless I can do this or I'm not good enough if I did bad at this and ayahuasca just kind of helped melt that away like that. It's like ayahuasca didn't teach me anything. Mm. Well, it taught me things, but I think what it mainly did was taught me how to forget things. Mm. It's like, what can I forget? What motions do I play? that I do in my life, what thoughts do I have that, a lot is can, unnecessary. that yeah. are unnecessary that I can forget about? Because I think deep down, deep in your core of a human is a, is a good, forgiving, loving mm-hmm. being, you know, and that can kind of, mm-hmm. you can hold yourself away from feeling love, giving love. It's weird that you mentioned like the peeling back the layers because I feel like the mind is a very complex, messy place and like just getting to the raw core of yourself is I feel like what psychedelics might do. Mm -hmm. I would, I think they can help. Mm. And I think it's not a pleasant journey Mm -hmm. most of the time. I think it's a challenging journey Mm. and they can show those things to you. But at the end, you have to be the one to make the change. You know, they're not Mm going to change you. You have to be the one willing to do it. It can kind of, it can hold up a, a mirror, a bright, colorful mirror in your face of things that you see where it's you and, Mm-hmm. You might like it, you might not, mm. you know, but uh, I feel different psychedelics have different ways of helping with that. And, mm. you know, they they can be really gentle and really loving and they know you better than you do. Mm. It seems like ayahuasca was the main one. Psych- psilocybin, I haven't had the same experiences with. I feel like the spirit, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. of ayahuasca it's a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a more of a healer, mm. and it's really you could I could sense another being there to help me. Yeah, psilocybin is uh, more of a known as a recreational like mushroom. Do you think it's a problem that people do it recreationally? No, no, I don't think it's a problem. Mm-hmm. But I think, along with set and setting, you know, I mm-hmm. think people should experience and I wish there were more avenues and ways people could experience because really no ways to experience a legal good psilocybin guided experience Mm -hmm. I don't know of any ways locally that I could do Mm -hmm. that no and I wish that people could but I don't have a problem with them taking it and taking that or any drug recreationally Mm -hmm. you know as long as they're not hurting others or themselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know um you should feel free to take anything that you want to do. Mm. So do you have any other closing comments or things concerning the topic of psychedelics or maybe somebody that feels like they want to ex- try it? Like, uh, If you want to try it, like, keep pushing away at that curiosity. You know, Just keep plugging away at that. Maybe it's not now. Maybe it's in the future. But 
I think they can help a lot of people mm -hmm. and I think they've helped me a lot. And with a tool like a hammer, you know, you can hammer in a nail or you can hit yourself over the head, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's really about where you take it, who you take it with, mm -hmm. feeling safe, feeling secure and feeling guided, you know, and I've done it a lot by myself and mm. um, I think they can help a lot of people and yeah. they've helped me a lot more than words can express. Mm -hmm. And we'll continue to do so. I hope I'm excited to continue exploring it. Yep. You know, um, I probably should have said this at the beginning, but this podcast isn't advocating that everyone goes out and tries psychedelics or does it, but you're your own individual and <laughs> you can make your own decisions. Right. Make your own decisions. <laughs> yeah. I, I would recommend it personally if you're feeling the pull, mm -hmm. you know, and if not, that's okay too. Like yeah. not everybody has to take them, mm -hmm. you know, they're challenging and hard. And if you're not ready, you're not ready and yep. you, maybe you never want to that's okay mm -hmm. just be good you know for the good of all keep keep leading the way you know be yep. good to your good and loving to everybody really mm -hmm. well said thanks for sitting down with me dalton i appreciate course, it man, you're i'll have you back soon thanks cool cool man that was good yeah